Hello, this is Reverend Abigail, and this podcast is created from an eight-week series that we did on This Thing Called You, which is a book written by Ernest Holmes, who is the founder of Centers for Spiritual Living. If you want to find out more about our center, you can reach us at spiritualliving.org. Enjoy the class. It is my pleasure again to welcome you to week number eight of our fantastic time together, Lessons in Living a Thriving Life, This Thing Called You. And I have really enjoyed this book. I read it occasionally when I'm teaching a certain class, but I've never read it just to be kind of indwelling in it week by week and just loving all that's been spoken. One thing that I've been very inspired by is the continual affirmations in the book. And it started, I don't know if you noticed, if any of you are actually following along in the book, but at the very beginning, Ernest Holmes kind of throws in an affirmation here and there. And by the end, every chapter is like, here's some affirmations for you. And it's like the entire chapter is affirmations. (laughs) Just like, say this, because this is your truth. Please know with me, this is who you are. This is what you resonate. This is, this is your reminder of the essence of your being. And so it's been really a joy to repeat out loud and remind myself, especially because we're in the midst of like multiple challenging experiences in life on many different levels in our, in our world, in our countries, uh, in, in, our, you know, in our community. There's just a lot going on. And so I picked out the three, the three points that I thought were the most salient that really struck me in these two chapters, in the last two chapters, chapters of 15 and 16. And the first point I love that he said is you have to let go of the lesser to embrace the greater. Uh, yeah. That's super deep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, here's a quote here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it. Anything you ask for in the nature of the divine life, which is love, truth, beauty, power, wisdom, goodness, and peace, you have a right to expect to receive. But it is only as you let go of the lesser that you can take hold of the greater. Only as you drop confusion that you can entertain peace. Only as you transcend doubt and fear can you be lifted up to the hilltops of the inner life. So as I was contemplating that, I saw this picture. And uh, if you could move on to the next slide. So this is a picture of a finger trap. And it made me think about finger traps. You know, in order, so you, if, you, if you haven't used one, right, you have like, it's a little paper thing and you stick both, of your, it's like a little tube, you stick both of your fingers in it. But then like, when you pull, it, it traps you. And you have to like move your fingers towards each other in order to actually release it. And it was making me think about how we have to move towards our good rather than resisting the things that are enslaving us now, right? Being 
fighting against. It's like we're fighting against these things. And when we fight against the things that we get trapped in, but when we move towards our good, we can release them and be free of them. So there's another quote that I thought was really good that was re relatable. And he said, which I thought was very appropriate here, what is there you can consciously lose? Drop it out of your thought, refuse to think about it, refuse to feed it with the fire of imagination and feeling. Having nothing to live on, it will shrivel up and disappear. It is only the thought that is nourished that grows. The weeds are no longer there when they're pulled up and the place where they were forgets they have ever been. Yeah. So I was thinking about that and I was thinking, what have I been resisting? What have, what have you been resisting or what, what lesser thing have you been holding on to? And, uh, you know, it could be like a relationship or a job or, uh, uh, friendships or you know it could what are the lesser things that you're holding on to so as we get into the Q&A portion I'd love for you to think about that and if you want to share anything that you're willing to let go of publicly then we'll we'll be here to support you and I was also thinking like I need to it's just a reminder like I need to continue to retrain my mind because I can fall I fall into the trap of 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 uh, politics and the news and it's important for me to be on the news because I want to know what to pray for, but then to the point where I don't fall into allowing, I would say, allowing despair to take over. And, and, and I've noticed like, oh, I'm getting into, I'm, I'm falling into the despair route. So what I do is I got to retrain my brain. I got to retrain myself. And I was reminded of when we moved into this house, I wanted to have, well, my wife and I, Gina, Gina and I wanted to have our cat kitties. She's an indoor outdoor cat. She doesn't go very far, but we wanted to train her to use one specific door because it's glass. So, so she's outside, we can see her. We don't like guess or wait till she meows. Like we want her to use the glass door. So she goes outside the glass door. She comes to the glass door and she waits. But how did we, how do we train her? Like she wanted to go out any door. So every time she'd be wanting to go out any door, we'd say, no, we pick her up and we take her over to the glass door and we'd say, yes. And we'd open the glass door and let her in. And so now it's been two years and she's, she only comes to the glass door. She only goes, when we want to go, when, we, when she wants to go out, she just goes to the glass door. That's where she goes, that's where she goes out. And I thought that's kind of like our brains, right? That's like our minds. We want to go out like the other doors, but, but we want to keep, keep our minds kind of focused in a specific way, the way that's safest. We want, I wanted to have Kitty come in through that door because I didn't want her staying outside for hours and me not even knowing she was out there, like waiting at the door, you know? So the safe door was for us to see her in the glass door. So that's just like what we can do with retraining our minds and just reminding ourselves that we got to focus on that thing that is best for us and continually retrain ourselves. Oh, I'm distracted. I'm going to that other door. Oh, nope, back to this. Or I'm, or I'm resisting, right? So I'm pulling apart that finger trap and it's just trapping me. Like that's what it does. 
So the net, that brings me to the next point, which is God is exactly where you are happening now. God is exactly where you are happening now. And Ernest Holmes said, you endeavor then, your endeavor then, is not, to, not so much to find God as it is to realize its presence and to understand that this presence is always with you. Nothing can be nearer to you than that which is the very essence of your being. Your outward search for God culminates in the greatest of all possible discoveries, the finding of it at the center of your own being. So the best of all of life is already here where we are. Our greatest good is already here. So a short story about a Hindu sage. A revelation came on this Hindu sage centuries ago. And one day in the middle of the morning prayers, the sage suddenly rose and he ushered his students away from the monastery. He rushed them out. He, he said, shoo, 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 go, go out. Just like little ducklings, right? Go, 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 shoo, shoo, shoo. And he proclaimed, the day is to be experienced, not to be understood. And I, I think about that because I think about, am, am I spending my time trying to understand God or am I spending my time experiencing God? You know, really getting into the depth of, of being in an experience. Ernest Holmes also said, we do not will this presence into existence, nor do we do it by declaration, affirmation, or demand, command it. We do not court it through false humili humility, nor engage its tension by admiration. The presence, the power is already here. Its willingness, acceptance, and recognition, which gives us entrance into the divine presence. So just breathe that in. Just be present, right? And it's another reminder. I think maybe the pandemic has given a lot of people the opportunity to see how important it is to, to pause and be present and allow us to really take in the beauty of what, of what we have. There's a story from the Book of Awakening from Mark Nepo, which I seem to be using a lot these days <laughs> so it just it has a little it's one of those daily readers but it has really good examples he's even got a little index in the back which has been super helpful for my talks so he said there's a story of a troubled man who exhausted from his suffering and confusion asked a sage for help the sage looked deeply into the troubled man and with compassion offered him a choice you may either have a map or a boat. After looking at the many pilgrims about him, all of whom seemed equally troubled, the confused man said, I'll take the boat. The sage kissed him on the forehead and said, go then, you are the boat. Life is the sea. 
As we discovered so many times, we have everything we need within us. The, the ability to listen is inside us. You are the boat. So that was the second reminder that Ernest said that I thought was super important to remember right now. Is to be the boat. And allow life to be the sea. And the last point I have from this amazing chapter, chapters, is love is the answer. And it seems like this is the word of the day, the word of the week. <laughs> love is the answer. Right in the very beginning of this chapter, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect and the law of the Lord is love. You are made perfect in the law when you enter in conscious communion with the love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. That is, it is only through love that the law can fulfill itself in your experience because love harmonizes everything, unifies everything. It gives to everything, it flows through everything. You can never make the most perfect use of the law of your life unless that use is motivated by love. So that is the last point that Ernest talked about. And I was just in a blessing experience, an election blessing experience. And the invitation was to set down our burdens, set down our judgments, to, to acknowledge our judgments, to acknowledge that we're human, to acknowledge and say, I am totally human and I, I'm angry at things in the world. I'm upset at certain politicians. I want things to be different. I want there to be a change. But really, in order for me to really allow change to happen, is I have to come from love. And so it's like acknowledge, okay, I'm human. I have all those feelings and I can, I can see them. I can reflect them. I'm not hiding it. You know, it's, they're there. But then it's like, what do I really want? Do I want to, to allow those, that energy to permeate? Or am I willing to let it go and to surrender into the heart of love? and allow love lead the way. And so that's really my reminder for these times that we're going through is to allow love to lead the, lead the way. And ask yourself in any situations, what would love do? And is my action motivated by love or is it motivated by fear? Is it motivated by love or motivated by fear? So that's my, my three points I have for you today. I'm going to go over them real quick again, just to remind you. You have to let go of the lesser to embrace the greater. God is exactly where you are happening now. And in everything, love is the answer. And with that, I am complete.